When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's talk to another awesome new school owner. Here we go. Sir, I will live with perseverance in the spirit of Taekwondo. Courtesy for fellow students. Integrity within myself. And to become a black belt leader. Welcome to the ATA Nation podcast. Welcome back, ATA Nation. This is episode number 78 of the ATA Nation podcast. I am your host, Senior Master Zach Hayden, and uh, we are just thrilled to have you back with us. Instructors, students, masters, parents of Songram Taekwondo, thank you for tuning in. I got a great text last week from uh, a friend of mine about somebody who was listening to the podcast and just was really enjoying the last episode. And, uh, you know, that always just makes me smile. So if, if you are enjoying the podcast, shoot me a message, okay? It keeps us motivated to, to keep producing these episodes for you. You may have noticed that we didn't have an episode last week. Sometimes things just happen, guys, uh, and I apologize. My goal is always to get an episode out every Wednesday, but, uh, you know, running to schools, got uh, little kids, all kinds of things happen, and it just gets a little crazy. So uh, I apologize, but we're back at it today, and we're continuing a series that we started uh, near the end of last year. Um, you just I, every once in a while, I want to bring on a a young school owner, um, someone who either has purchased a school, who started their own school, um, kind of the next generation of uh, of martial arts instructors in the ATA. As we you know, we've we've been around for more than fifty years as an organization, and we uh, just keep having some awesome new school owners. And I want to highlight those people, and we want to make sure that we're inspiring you as well. Um, if you are a, a parent out there with a kid who uh, is interested in maybe doing this for a living, we want to make sure that you know that this is something that is is a viable career, something that you can you can totally do. If you're a uh, an adult that's like, hey, you know, I don't love my job right now. I want to I want to do something a little different. Maybe you know, starting a club as a uh, a side gig or whatnot. We just want to make sure that uh, you see how. Um, others are doing this and kind of get a little inspiration um, from those individuals. So today we have a, a good friend of mine, somebody that uh, I've, I get to interact with pretty regularly um, and was on the podcast recently, um, but has just uh, in the last couple of months taken over, um, purchased a new, uh, a new location, a new school. And uh, so we've got with us Mr. AJ Smith. Let's get that interview started. Special guest interview. ATA Nation, we are super excited to have with us a repeat guest today. Mr. AJ Smith was on just a couple of weeks ago talking about team sparring, but we have him today as part of our uh, ongoing series with new school owners. How are you today, sir? I'm great, sir. Thanks for having me back. Um, and the most important question to start out with, as uh, 
our conversation before we press record. What what is your go-to cereal? Ooh, that is a very good question. Uh, I mean, I think it's kind of hard to decide. There's just so many good options out there. But I think if I had to like pick one cereal to kind of eat uh, on you know more day to day basis, yeah, Desert Island. Right, right. Um, I know it's kind of a generic answer, but I think I'd have to go with like Honey Nut Cheerios. Oh, classic! Can't go wrong yeah. with Honey Nut Cheerios. That's Very right. Good. Okay, yes, sir. Um, let's get to the the serious um questions here. So, <laughs> you, sir, um, have been in martial arts for how long? Uh, I've been in martial arts uh, for 19 years. I started when I was three years old. Oh my word! And and <laughs> what? Uh, how did you get started in martial arts? Like, uh, your parents just drop you off somewhere? You see a sign? Yeah. Well, um, as most people know, I come from a you know a pr- pretty big family. Um, uh, and so when I was yeah <laughs> when I was young, uh, it was obviously I was I'm the oldest, and then. Uh, the triplets were born. So I went from zero siblings to three sisters uh, all at once. And so my mom was kind of looking for something that she could kind of put me in to have it be just mine, uh, you know, since I had just had three sisters. And my grandma was like, well, why don't you uh, put them in martial arts? And so uh, she did. You know, we found the local Taekwondo school that was uh, Coventry Taekwondo with uh, uh, Miss Beto Wolf at the time. And, um, you know, that's kind of where I started off. And Clearly not everybody knows it ended up not being just for me. My whole family does it now, but of course I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah, that that really backfired to have just be <laughs> something for you. Yes, sir. Um, doesn't doesn't uh, didn't really work. Well, um, so uh, you've been doing it for a long time, but just in the last year, uh, less than that, um, you went ahead and and took the next step in your uh, your like teaching evolution. And you uh, um, purchased a school, is that correct? Yes, sir. That's correct. And and have you always wanted to uh, be a school owner, have your own school, or is this something that was a newer, um, a newer thought? Well, it's kind of something that I feel like I realized earlier on in my life than most people figure out, like when they know they uh, what they want to do. Um, I obviously, you know, was the typical kid. I wanted to be this. I wanted to be that. You know, I wanted to be an astronaut at one time. I wanted to own a restaurant. Like I wanted to do all these things. And then when I was about 15, I had already been teaching for a couple of years and it just kind of hit me. I was like, I want to do this forever. Like, I, I want to just keep doing Taekwondo. I want to keep, you know, teaching. So like, that's when it kind of realized, I kind of, it hit me, you know, I realized I want to own a Taekwondo school. And so that's kind of been my goal ever since then. Very cool. And you um, didn't open a school from scratch. You were uh, like many of the guys we've talked to on the show um, purchased an existing school, um, uh, from your instructor. Um, what went into the thought process of going, Hey, am I going to, you know, kind of open a school from scratch or am I going to take over an existing school? Kind of what led you to that option? Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I obviously kind of went through all the processes, looked at all of my different options. Um, uh, I've been working at, at the Taekwondo school that I own now. So I started working there in January of 2019. Um, and I had had some some previous discussions with Ms. Beto um, about maybe, you know, the possibility of me kind of taking over that school someday. Um, I had obviously thought about opening up my own school, but that's obviously way harder than kind of just taking over an existing school. Um, and so pretty early on, I feel like uh, Ms. Beto and I had talked about the possibility of me at, at some points, you know, um, buying the Stellhorn Taekwondo and making it my own. And then once I graduated college, uh, we kind of talked about that a little more seriously and decided that was the, the route I was going to take. 
So then I graduated in May and then in November, I ended up uh, uh, buying the school from her. Um, and then now I own it. <laughs> and so you had, uh, you guys had kind of talked about the idea of possibly doing it earlier on, um, just as kind of planting the seeds. So it's something that your instructor had known was kind of a goal that you wanted to open a school. Um, I think that's a good tip for, uh, you know, young individuals out there looking to, uh, open a school, you know, talk to your instructor to see if they might have, um, some plans that they could help you with. Um, as we go. So it seems like uh, that that worked out pretty well for you. Yes, sir. I mean, you know, I have, I'm, I'm very lucky having Miss Beto as my instructor. Uh, I was able to talk to her about my goals and, and she knew kind of what I wanted to do in life. And so she was able to kind of help me set me on that path uh, with, you know, the, the plan to eventually own my own school. And uh, she, you know, kind of helped train me in those years that I was kind of uh, uh, running one of the her Taekwondo schools on how to own and operate a Taekwondo school so I could, you know, gain that knowledge and gain the experience before I ended up like buying it for myself. But she really helped me to kind of start down that path. And obviously I, I wouldn't be here without her. So it's, it's uh, all thanks to her that I'm kind of where I'm at now. And you said you uh, just recently graduated. Um, what did you go to school for and how do you think that has helped or, or even not helped with um, where you are now owning a school? Uh, yes, sir. So I graduated from Indiana Tech. Uh, my, had a, my major was in entrepreneurial studies, and then I had a minor in humanities, um, which uh, obviously entrepreneurship, you know, for business owning is, is very helpful. Uh, I was, you know, there's always kind of deba- debate, and I've talked to a lot of people about this, about whether or not you kind of need to go to like college to, to run a Taekwondo school. And my thought process was always like, do you need to? Like, maybe not, right? Especially if you have a good instructor who can help you learn these things and kind of figure it out, right? But it definitely doesn't hurt, right? So I went and I wanted to experience college for myself. And so I went and I picked the degree that would, you know, kind of best suited me. Obviously, uh, owning a business, I, entrepreneurial studies was a, a great place to start. And then one of my professors, um, she pushed me to uh, to also get a minor in humanities. Um, and so I feel like that's really helped me out a lot, you know, kind of the study of people and, and thinking and, and that kind of thing. Um, so I think both of my, de- my degrees have really helped me out, uh, in running my business and in dealing with people, obviously, uh, you know, as a, a, a school owner, like dealing with people is a very large part of our, our job. So, um, and then being able to take, uh, you know, the entrepreneurial part of the, the nice thing for, at least at, for my degree was that, uh, the entrepreneurial program covered like everything. It covered accounting, management, finance, HR, like all the, the things that go into business. So, um, I didn't necessarily focus on one area. I kind of just covered them all, which I think really helped me broaden my understanding and knowledge of like the, the business world and uh, making sure I was prepared for like all areas. Excellent. Um, now what would you say, um, as you, you know, what you said, November, so, uh, yes, you know, a couple of months now, um, you, you were running the school before, so now it's all yours. Um, what has been maybe like, a, one of the biggest challenges so far, and then one of the biggest like, uh, successes that you've had so far? Ooh, that's a good question. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as challenges, I think it's just staying organized, um, I, I, again, I was lucky enough to have some, some practice right before I took on all the responsibility. But like, once you, once you take the leap, once you have all the responsibility, then it, it all falls on you. Right. So just being organized, you know, managing your time well, making sure you stay on top of, uh, you know, making sure the school has everything it needs to, to be running, uh, you know, uh, making your payments on time, whatever, whatever it may be. Um, 
So I know there, there were a couple of times, like things I didn't even have to think about so often, right? Like uh, whatever, I think within the first couple of weeks or something, we ran out of something basic. It was like paper towel or something. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I didn't even think about that. So I had to like run across the store, like, like buy some stuff, right? Nothing, nothing major, but it's just, it's just, again, managing the time, making sure you know what's going on at the Taekwondo school, keeping track of everything. Like uh, I think sometimes that's, that's a little difficult, especially to do on your own, which I don't have to do on my own. Luckily enough for me, I have a lot of people to help me with that. Um, so I'd say that's probably one of the, the biggest challenges um, is just staying organized and staying on top of everything. Because as you know, there's a lot of stuff to stay on top of when you're running a, a, yeah. a full-time kind of business. So, yes, sir. Uh, <laughs> um, but as far as like the thing that I've enjoyed the most, or maybe we know something that I feel like is, is rewarding. I mean, I feel like it's, it's uh, hard to find something more rewarding than just teaching martial arts. Uh, the life skills that we're, you know, passing on to people, the the things that we're helping learn, like that helping our students learn, the the challenges they accomplish, the goals they achieve. Like I think just watching them kind of grow up a little bit and 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 achieve things and and experience things and learn things. Like for me, that's one of my favorite parts about teaching is watching these kids, you know, grow up into just awesome people. Yeah, that's uh, it's a great job. I mean, you get to you know instill life skills, you know, help people be you know athletic and learn and you get to kick them too which is you know, <laughs> yes, kind of sir. yes sir yeah um so uh one of the things that you did that i was very interested in in watching um when you took over was a, a nice rebrand um, oh, yes, so sir. many many schools you know are named from you know Back in the back in the day when I started my school, uh, everybody's school was named after themselves. So it was you know Hayden's ATA Blackboard Academy or whatever. Yes, um, and then it seems that has changed a little bit. There were uh, there's a lot of um, martial arts schools named after their locations, their cities, um, and then we're seeing um, a lot of kind of branded names now in martial arts schools. And and you kind of did a, a rebrand. Um, what was kind of your thought process behind that? Yes, sir. Yeah. So, um, again, I've wanted to own a martial arts school for a very long time, but I could never like coming up with a name for a martial arts school is, is pretty difficult. Right. So, and, uh, the last thing I wanted to do was call it Smith's ATA. Like <laughs> Smith's, uh, even <laughs> I know a billion Smith's who aren't even related to me. And then, you know, there's a billion more who are related to me. So, uh, going with like something like Smith's ATA or Smith's Taekwondo was never an option for me just because of how kind of, I guess, bland or boring of a, of a name that would be in my head. So, um, so it took a lot of thought. I went through a lot of like different names, uh, trying to figure out which one I liked the best. And I really wanted something that kind of, I felt encompassed like my school, like something that kind of represented, you know, the culture and the people and, and the, the atmosphere I have at my, my Taekwondo school. So I eventually ended up uh, deciding on going with unity martial arts, um, because I feel like, for me, like, that's just something like my school, we're all connected or one big family. We all have that sense of unity that like brings us together, you know, through martial arts and being more than just, you know, like workout buddies, right? We're friends, we're family, like we help each other. And um, so it really, I just kind of wanted to find a way to kind of like represent that with like the name of my school. And um, I'm lucky enough that I had a very, very uh, positive response. People really liked the name. They loved the logo, which um, of course, you know, I was very nervous about like kind of doing a, a rebranding thing, but um, I've got some amazing support behind me and um, people were really excited about it. And so I really felt like that was a, a great name to go with once I kind of decided on that. 
Well, uh, it was cool to watch. Um, I I think it's really a, a neat thing um, to have somebody go through the the process of of taking over school and um, you know continuing their kind of their goal in in martial arts. Um, you know, especially we're looking at uh, you know the a, a new generation of school owners um, taking over. You're a, a young man yourself. You haven't uh, you know though you. You've done Taekwondo for, what'd you say? Um, years? 19, 19 years. years? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You're still like, uh, you know, a little kid in, uh, <laughs> in uh, not in martial arts, but in like age years. You're uh, um, uh, yes, one sir. of our young school owners, um, which yes, I sir. was years and years and years and years ago. Um, <laughs> so it's, it's super cool to watch, uh, you know. Um, some new young school owners and I get to see, you know, you, especially uh, for the listeners, you're in our region, um, very close to us and we, we get to interact a lot. Um, and yes, so um, it's, it's fun to watch. Um, what advice would you give to maybe a, a teenager um, that, that's thinking, Hey, maybe this is something that I want to do. What would you uh, suggest that they um, kind of the steps that they might take? Uh, well, definitely talk to your instructor, right? As always, they're, they're the people to go to and we want to pursue our martial arts goals and, you know, maybe pursue it as more of a, a career. Uh, talk to them. They'll help you be able to figure out those next steps, figure out uh, what to do next to maybe continue down that path. Um, and then something I think that was was very hard for me to, to learn and I'm still uh, working on it and, and being better at it is just... Uh, allow people to help you, I guess. <laughs> so when my mom listens to this, she's going to be like, oh, yes, you like us, I've been saying this all time. <laughs> but uh, I have a very big, you know, stubbornness issue. I feel like I should have to, like, do everything on my own. Like, I'm the, you know, I got to try and do everything, like, by myself, right? But, like, you you don't succeed that way. You only succeed when you allow people to, to help you and, and you know, uh, everybody, like, to help you succeed and to get to places that you can't do it on your own, unfortunately, as much as uh, you want to sometimes. You have to let people help you and, and uh, help them, you know, let them do things for you and, and give you ideas and help you with projects. And like, there are so many things that I just don't have time for or wouldn't be able to do. But luckily I have a, obviously a, a great family, but also um, like my Taekwondo family at my Taekwondo school who I can say, Hey, like, I really need you to do this for me. Can you please just like get this done? And they're like, of course, yep, absolutely. And then they can, they can take care of it. And then it's something I don't have to, to worry about. So um, and there are already just in the short amount of time that I've owned my, my school, like already so many things that I would not have been able to do on my own, but have been able to like been done because other people have been there to, to help me and support me. So just use the, the people around you and like they want to help you. And so take like advantage of that and allow them to, to help you out and not just try and do everything like by yourself. <laughs> Good advice. Good advice. Excellent. Well, Mr. Smith, um, I appreciate your time today. Um, congratulations on uh, the school. We look forward to uh, watching it uh, continue to grow um, and, uh, you know, getting to see you uh, continue to compete at all those uh, awesome events um, and uh, maybe, uh, you know, get a, a team sparring world champion. I think that's a, that'd be a awesome. Sir. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Thank you, sir. Yep. Thank you, sir. Well, ATA Nation, uh, I hope you enjoyed that interview with uh, Mr. Smith. Uh, he's doing a great job. We're really excited to see all these young new school owners. Um, and you don't have to be young to be a new school owner. Right? It can be a, a second career. It can be a side gig, um, running a club, all kinds of great stuff. So 
That's going to wrap it up for us today. I know a bunch of you guys are out in Dallas or heading to Dallas um, in just the next day or so. Hope you have a wonderful event out there in Dallas. I, unfortunately, will not be able to make it, but um, I'm sure this being the uh, biggest spring nationals ever, I think the biggest national event ever, um, it's going to be an awesome time out there, and I look forward to being in Dallas maybe next year. Um, But... Make sure as you're out there training or at home training, make sure you're taking action. Thanks for listening to another episode of the ATA Nation podcast. Be sure to subscribe and share with your ATA family. Okay. Hey, how's it going? Let me know what you what you like most. We we kind of bounce between uh, lots of different kinds of guests talking about upcoming events. Um, you know these school owners, instructors. Um, we've been talking uh, a lot about uh, physical preparation and your own personal training. Um, what kind of things do you like best in the podcast? Uh, that'll help us um, kind of decide what uh, interviews to go with, um, topics to talk about. If you like it all, great. Tell us that you like it all. Send us a DM, send me a DM on Instagram. We'd love to see you there. Okay. Take care.